offer an inside look into the world of all things auto. Here's your host, Dan Rosenberg. Welcome to Clutch Radio. This is our first podcast edition. We're podcasting. Now. We're podcast pure only. Podcast only edition. Right. This is epi- Very exclusive. episode 13 we skipped. So this is actually episode 14. We don't want 13. There's no 13. This is episode 14 uh, being recorded live on Bainbridge Island. Live. Ooh. Everything's recorded live. Is it? Recorded live. live. Oh, I get it. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Dan Rosenberg, and with me is Rafi Manassian. Hey, Dan. And John Hibbs. Howdy, howdy. And uh, we are here. We're going to talk about uh, all things cars, like we do on Clutch Radio. We engage have engaging conversation about all things automotive. And we were just discussing summertime. Ah, oh, summertime. This is our last show in May. So the next time you hear us, it'll be June. You might be listening to this in June, since it's going to go up on Monday the 31st. Monday the 31st? Monday's the 30th. 30th. Yeah. 30th. Right. Tuesday's the 31st. So Wednesday will be June. So what we're talking about is what kind of car do you get for the summer? A lot of people love to have convertibles. Price of convertibles are at an all-time high in the, the months leading up to the summer. Vespa scooters, if you live on the island of Capri. Ooh, those are handsome island. little cars. Oh, yeah. You and a hot little girl on the back. You know, Vespa made cars. Vespa made cars? They sure did. They made cars, tiny little cars, with the scooter motor. Uh, <laughs> two people could get inside. Yeah. <laughs> two people could get inside. You wow. start it. <laughs> it starts right up and off <laughs> you go. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. And I had a, I, I, I had a scooter. I had yes, a scooter, a little scooter. buddy, and uh, I've been to Capri. There you go. And they're all wearing pants, so you can see their their legs from the yeah. knees down. Well, and and summertime, that's what you want. You want a car where you can take that top down, and you can uh, put on a hat, protect your head from getting tighten that hat down. Though. Yeah, because yeah, it'll blow right off. Oh yeah, Pew! and. Uh, off you go to the beach, uh, road trip, uh, and new cars, new convertibles. They're not nearly as noisy or loud or wind-generating as some of the older ones. The older ones had much bigger interior uh, space, and they didn't have some of the aerodynamics that right. modern cars have today. I always wonder, when you see the guy in the old convertible, yeah. and, see the, and, and they have all the windows up. Yeah. That's because the like, heat's on. <laughs> it's cold out. They put the heat Tops on. Put the down, window. but the windows are up. It's like, I don't get it. Well, it's supposed to be better for driving because you don't get as much wind buffeting inside the car. And that's what about true. Jimmy buffeting? You yeah, get some. Do you Jimmy get the buffet. buffeting if you don't have a rear window? Uh, well, I mean, wind the comes wind in around the backside because the air goes over the top of the windshield okay. and then uh, turbulates back into the can uh, the passenger compartment. But with the windows up on the side, that definitely does help minimize it in lower speeds. Right now, the worst case scenario, I want to. Uh, warn all of our listeners never drive a convertible with your door windows down and your rear quarter windows up that's extremely extremely bad convertible uh, oh cause, yeah because it looks like you got little like uh yeah. spock ears or exactly. something going on. Yeah. you will not you will not no don't do that don't do that and also uh how about the quarter windows down the windows up and the top up Ah, that's also yeah. That's weird too. Yeah, because that's yeah. like that's good if you if you pass gas. I'll be honest, because it just it gives you good circulation <laughs> to make it you know gets it all that out of the car. Cabin filter. There yeah. you go. So if you're going to buy a convertible, now is probably not the best time because there are there's some demand for them. Right. Uh, the best time to buy it is in the winter when people are do not want them. Late fall, I would think. Maybe right. Yeah. Trying to now, if you're going to if you're trying to sell a convertible. 
now's the time. Now's yeah. the time to sell. And you've got to make sure of a lot of things when you buy a convertible. First off, I've heard of people who bought convertibles and they, they never put the, the roof up or down, depending on what position it was in when they went to shop for it. They didn't think about it. So yeah. make sure it works. Not only that, you want to you want to check the structural integrity of the roof. Uh, make sure that when it's up, that the top bows are not rattling, uh, they're not loose, that the seal along the uh, windshield header uh, is nice and tight. And you also want to check the fit of the wind, w the windows up uh, against the edge of the roof line because that's often where they'll leak. Convertible tops are notorious for leaking, particularly older convertible tops. But the newer ones are actually very well engineered, including the retractable hard tops, which are technically convertibles. And what do you think about convertible conversions? Cars that were not convertibles that people turn into convertibles? Do not buy them. Right. Because unless they've been done by a highly qualified team of automotive engineers, you are never going to get the structural integrity that is required. When you remove the roof uh, from a hardtop, you remove that roof and all of a sudden the structural integrity of the car is no longer in play. So when you cut the, hard, the roof off hardtop or a coupe, what you've done is you've separated the main joining component from the front of the car to the rear of the car and the car can actually flex and bow and eventually over time break in half. Ouch. Yeah, so convertibles actually have a completely different uh, design in the frame or in the uh, rocker panels through the section where the car is separated because it needs that uh, structural integrity. So you would say don't do it. Uh, don't don't do it. Especially don't. what about four-door convertibles? You've seen when people do that? Yes. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't seem like it's very it's safe. Very risky because again, the area that becomes opened up is very large. Now, if it's been done by a qualified conversion company like Stroman Industries, uh, ASC did some conversions. These are uh, multimillion-dollar companies that have the engineering staff to be able to calculate and figure out the loads. Right. So that when they do those, no, no, just put a wood beam across mm. the doors. Yeah, the, no. behind your front seat, but in front of the back seat, there's yeah. a, a nice piece of four by four. Maybe you could fit in there, and, and, and don't exactly. and don't go to Larry's uh, cut and yeah. cut and dry or whatever. Yeah, anytime Chop the guy shop. fires up the, uh, the, the sawzall, yeah. we can no. get you a guarantee. Now, we'll... now, let me ask this question. Sure. So, if you have a sunroof. Yeah. A lot of people like the sunroof as an option in the summer. My wife insists on a sunroof. We rent a car, got to have a sunroof. Not a lot of car, rental cars have sunroofs. That's true. Aftermarket sunroofs, I actually had, had uh, when I first started selling cars, and this is still stuck in my head, and I don't even know if it's true. You probably have the right answer. All right. When somebody wanted a sunroof, we would take it to, I believe it was ASC. Yeah. American Sunroof Corporation. That's correct. And they had an office in Los Angeles, and we were like, well, you have to realize that a lot of cars come from the factory with the roof intact, and they send them out. The factory sends them out, and a third party puts the sunroof in. It's not actually built into the car. So if you want us to get a sunroof added, we can get one for you. American Sunroof is the best, and they'll put one in. It was like twelve ninety five, and we'll, they'll put in a great sunroof because people, oh, it's going to leak. It's not from the factory. It's going to leak. They're the same thing, basically. It is the same thing. And ASC has been supplying uh, dealer-fitted sunroofs for years. Uh, most of them are done uh, through the dealership uh, because of the cost of doing the setup and everything on a production plant. But newer high-end cars, because they're desired by almost every uh, buyer, 
uh, in the luxury segment, those are manufactured within the factory. Uh, they do more of that now than before. If you have a sunroof made uh, in your car where they've cut it out and then they put an insert into it, you want to be sure you're dealing with a, a fairly reputable company because uh, there's really no place for rainwater or car wash water to go on the roof of your car except into the inside of your car and that means interior damage and mold and so again don't go to larry's cut and shine you don't want to go well to you used to be able to pick them up at i'll say it shucks or uh yeah an auto parts store cut it yourself right there yep. in the front of the ad 99.99 for yep. a for a sunroof and my brother people, had one in his in yeah. his volkswagen rabbit some people would do it they would oh, just take out their saw they'd cut that roof open and uh, and then they uh, put a lot of goop and uh, rubber around the top of it and hope it worked. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose if that's uh, your do-it-yourself sort of approach, that's great. But if you're looking for a car that you're going to drive and use fairly regularly through the summer and you want it to be a sunroof car, uh, check that it's either a dealer-installed one or it's been done by a reputable company. If you want to put a sunroof in your car, uh, review the costs of that and decide whether or not it makes sense to financially keep your car or sell it and then go buy a sunroofed car. Right, because it doesn't make sense if you're going to throw a sunroof in your car and do it cheaply and then you go to sell it, you just killed the value of your car. Right. Now, let's do a little early trivia question with John. Oh, early there. trivia. Okay. Yeah. So, John, do you know the difference between a sunroof and a moonroof? Oh, the difference between this. This is a big question. People ask me this all the time. A sunroof actually opens... Okay. And a moonroof, you can see through, like glass or tinted glass or whatever, and see the outside without without opening. Look at you. He's right. Now, there are moonroofs that do open. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But you are correct. A moonroof is a transparent or uh, sometimes tinted uh, section of the roof that can be retracted or stay in a fixed position. The sunroof is the solid, solid one. Right. And they don't really make a lot of the sunroofs anymore. No, the they solid don't. Ones. Uh, simply because uh, it, it adds weight. And right. also, it's such a desirable thing. And most people have the slide-in uh, shade, uh, shade so you can slide it up and close off. All right. Well, here's the interesting thing about doing a podcast is we don't have to break for commercials. No commercials. Sweet. We so, can make our own commercials like then. PBS. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, but we also, we, you know, it'll be a shorter version of the show, probably. yeah, nobody's making money and we all got to get to work. Yeah. Hey, I'm making money. We're not paying John. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was so glad to do this for free. <laughs> he took four weeks off. Come on. Uh, yeah. Still working back my... <laughs> so, uh, John, by the way, you are back and driving. You're, yes, You're I'm officially back. a driver. I'm, I'm, I'm all good to go. It's been six weeks now. Why wow, has it been that long? Six weeks today. Today's six Thursday. Six weeks today. Congratulations. Yes. We have to weigh in, by the way. I I haven't had sugar in two weeks. Oh, you're. you're I've had some sugar, but not. Right. Well, not, where's the official scale? I'll it's downstairs. All right, it's downstairs. We'll go downstairs and yeah. weigh in, and then we'll weigh the cars. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I'll hold the car, and then I'll put the car down, and then subtract. Uh, there you go. And figure just, out. That's there, how that's, you used to figure out how yeah. much your cat weighed, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're weighing cake. luggage. We yeah. Just <laughs> pick up the luggage and hold it. <laughs> okay, that'll work. That's under fifty pounds. So another thing we want to talk about. Our next subject is this morning. Uh, here on Bainbridge, we did our first Cars and Coffee at Jake's Pickup. 
Oh, Jake's pickup. Uh, Jake's Love pickup. That place. Great and food. Great food. And uh, Jake was very kind, gave us uh, free sconuts with every coffee purchase. Oh, So I broke my sugar rule today for a sconut. Ah. One is not going to kill me. They might make it. It's organic. They it's might organic. normally have like two or three. I usually have two or three, and then I have, uh, you know, like an iced coffee with cream and lots of sugar in it. And I'm only having black iced coffee. Again, this isn't a food show. We can do a food show later if you want. <laughs> But cars and food, cars and food, but cars, cars and coffees. Because I gotta tell you, me driving, I'm right off my diet. <laughs> really, right oh, to the drive-through. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just it's there. I'm starving. It's I'm hungry. Wow. Well, that's that's a great Ooh. that's a great segment for uh, uh, for us to talk about. <laughs> you and your ring. Your ring hitting the table. The ring. I'm not editing anything, by the way. <laughs> well, it is live. Yeah. Cars and food. So, I'll throw out a car, you throw out the food. Okay. All right. 1967 Chevy Camaro. Oh, Chevy Camaro, you have to have uh, fries from Burger Chef. Ooh. Remember Burger Chef? Yeah. Not Burger King, Burger Chef. I like I don't that. I think we had Burger Chefs up here. I have in the West Coast? Mm. How about White Castle? No. No White, White Castle? No. Crystal Burger? No. Crystal, yeah. The same as White yeah. Castle. Yeah. You know why they're called sliders? Why is that? You know they, why they're called sliders? They're greasy and they just slide on down. They slide on down and they slide right on out. <laughs> and it's funny because every restaurant now has little sliders. That's right. Of, you know, here's a pork slider, here's a fish slider, here's a taco slider. <laughs> All right. Is. So that's I, French fries from a from yeah, a non traditional. Uh, yeah. All right. In Tacoma, it was Frisco Freeze. Frisco Freeze? Yeah. Oh, or Herfies up. Herfies. I've had Herfies. Sixth Avenue. We There's one in Georgetown by the old Dan Rosenberg Motors. I think that's one of the only ones left. Or maybe wow. in Auburn. I think. Where I grew up, we had Tommy's. Tommy's Chili Burgers. Oh. In oh. the car? Oh, yeah. Chili Burger in the oh, car. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to yeah. put those back windows down like I was talking about that earlier. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, name the, another car. Uh, All right, you, you pick another car. Throw a car out. We'll put a food to it. Okay. Uh, 69 uh, Lincoln. Ooh, with Lincoln Continental? Group. Yeah, with the suicide. Group. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon. Yes. <laughs> That's what I picture. <laughs> Fried foreskins, yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> ooh. How about a uh, 1970 Ferrari Daytona? Oh, uh, that would easily be a... Uh, Linguini <laughs> There you go. Linguini clam sauce. First like thing came that. to mind. All Canolia. right. So did they serve this kind of food over at Jake's Pickup? Uh, did they? Yeah. He's got amazing food over He here. does. Yeah. He does. Uh, Great burgers. But what I, the point I was going to make, though, was cars and coffees are all over the country. All over the country. It's, it's a very standard thing. You know, a bunch of guys meet, sometimes Saturday mornings, sometimes Thursday mornings. And we've done these here on Bainbridge going back five years, probably. Yeah. Uh, a guy named Richard Malzahn and myself after the, the, we have a summer car show that was weekly, then it became monthly. And we said to ourselves after the last one, well, why don't we start meeting like on Tuesday mornings? And we went to, to ba uh, not Bainbridge Bakers, to Blackbird Bakery yeah, here on Bainbridge. And we, it was just Richard and I. I was in the DeLorean. He was in his Cobra. He had tea. I had nice coffee. We just sat there alone. We said, all right, let's try this again next week. And a third guy, I forget who the third guy was, maybe Jeff Grome and somebody else showed up. And then it got to the point where about two years in, I walked in one morning, all three tables are packed. I'm looking around. I don't know anybody. <laughs> and there's nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to sit. I'm like, hey, this is mine. <laughs> I started this. So Richard and I, you know, we talked about moving it over to T&C. Sure. Uh, Town and Country Market, which is a local market here on Bainbridge Island. It's getting a little too local for you. I apologize. But uh, 
we get to Bainbridge Island, or we get to TNC because they remodeled it. It's gorgeous upstairs. And we're meeting there every Tuesday, and I had Thursdays. And then Jake's, I, I, I know the owner of Jake's, guy named Jake Angel, makes this amazing food inside a Chevron station. It is the best restaurant oh, in a rest, inside a gas station Carolina in the country. Carolina barbecue pulled pork, great, one of my favorites. Great stuff. Great Good stuff hamburgers. There. Oh, yeah. Great hot dogs when he has them. Makes yeah. his own yeah. hot dogs, which he you gets, were like. He gets a pig, and he makes the hot dogs, then he deep fries them. Oh. It's amazing. It's, oh. I haven't had a hot we dog. we got to do a yet. food show. Let's do a food show. That's Instead of clutch, we'll call it sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> Because a lot of sphincters in your stomach and areas That's, like that. Well, yeah. It's and not the just, main it's not just yeah, the famous sphincter. Yeah. It's not the main one. Sphincter. It's a famous sphincter. Don't well, tell me about my sphincter. It, it wouldn't be clutch radio then. It'd be clinch radio. Clinch radio. <laughs> Clinching your sphincter. Uh, this is never going to work. What do you mean? <laughs> he doesn't like poop humor. Oh. Rafi hates the poop humor. You make it's, it... Fart joke boogers? No. Out. Hey, you know, we got, we've got a very uh, high-end clientele listening. All right, so what I'm saying is cars and coffee are, this was the first true one where we, we, we all showed up in our cars. What kind of car showed up? Uh, the, well, there was a 2000 Corvette. Oh, yeah. That's for Garrett. sale. Sure. Uh, I had the DeLorean. Uh, Jamie was there with his new Jamie Alpha. Jamie was there with the new Alpha. Which, whew. whoa, what a good uh, car. Rob came in his uh, Porsche Cayenne. Oh. Uh Richard, uh, Cayman. Ka- is it a Cayman, Cayman or Cayman? Cayman is the big SUV. That's right. Cayman, Cayman is the sweet. Cayman, Cayman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Potato. Uh, Richard Malzahn, aforementioned Richard Malzahn, he had his Alfa Romeo, 74. Mm. Uh, Richard Barron had his pickup truck, just oh, got yeah. it running last night. And Jake had a pickup truck, 50, yeah. a 51 Chevy on a, a 1989 Jeep Cherokee frame and powertrain you know that's a what they call a resto mod or restified car uh-huh where you take the old body design and you put it on top of a new you don't proven paint it or yeah. you just patina and yeah and you just it's it's just it, and i said what's up fred sanford yeah they're trying to figure out what color is they go that's fred sanford red i'll, I'll throw that song in when we, when we edit this my favorite line from that show, favorite line ever, is uh, first off, whenever we made the face when Esther walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Radio making a face. Uh, but it was so funny, just the way he delivered Red it. Red Fox. Red you Fox. Dummy Lamont. Yeah, Lamont. You be dummy. Anyway, so if, if, if you don't have a Cars and Coffee in your neighborhood, if you don't have a, a nearby one, and just Google it. There's, there's some websites. We're going to put ours on the website, I think. Find one. It's a great way to, to meet other car people. Enthusiasts. Right. And it's not just guys. I mean, ours, unfortunately, or for, I don't know, ours is just right now a bunch of guys. But I got to tell you, there are women getting gas today that stopped, took pictures of some of the cars, were checking out the cars. Well, and you know, these Cars and Coffee shows... They're, they really suit people more than some of these big high-end concours d'elegance and uh, big events. And you know, for a guy like me that has a couple nice cars, I have to wake up at 7.30 in the morning, drive to the event, polish the car, make it look as pretty as possible, put on a nice clean shirt, oh, clean my satin jacket. Yeah, exactly. And then sit around for five, sometimes six hours. Answering the same answering questions. Answering the same questions. Uh, try having it, to get try a, having a DeLorean. You want questions? Yeah, and then you get then you might get a trophy. You might not get a trophy. And you go home and you're exhausted. So, 
You bring your car to the Cars and Coffee, you sit around, you get some coffee, you talk with people, you don't have to worry about how your car looks. You can bring in a dirty car, you can bring in a clean car, nobody's judging it. It's just for the enthusiast. Yeah. You're in and out in an hour to two hours. You want to stay longer, stay longer. You want to close the event up, close the event up. It doesn't matter. And all over the United States, there's one in San Francisco, 1,200 cars show up. Yeah, there's one and, in Irvine that's yeah, really big. Enormous. Yeah. And, you know, it's drawing people, but it's also drawing some sponsorships and some, because these kinds of local community gatherings are possible now because of the internet, because of cell phones. People can just gather. They can do some really quick, hey, we're going to random meet up and we're going to be here and then it can be a regular thing. And Well, like the, the summer show that Aaron puts on at the. Church, sure, at the parking church. Lot at Modern the, Collision. Modern Collision. Yeah. Here in Bayern. Um And he uses it as a uh, fundraiser for Backpack. Project Backpack. Yeah, yeah which, is, right. which is a great... You pay five bucks and you get a hot dog and a yeah. drink. And, and it all goes to year, charity. He donates the food. Last year, I think there was close to $5,000 donated pro- to Project Backpack. Oh, wow. Which so. is a lot of money. Well, there was a couple of, of those car shows where there was over 110 cars. Yeah, yeah. On that one little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think it'll be it'll be big again. I think the one's coming up uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. That's right. That's Tuesday. So maybe we'll record from it. That's a great idea. We'll go live from the. From we'll the, record uh, a little bit of next week's show. We'll talk about some cars. Yeah, we'll go around. Pop up canopy. Interview people. Folding table. Three yeah. chairs. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's all about sitting. Oh, it is. Where can we sit? Yeah. All right, so so what I'm saying is find the cars and coffee, go out, meet some other, even if you don't have a car. Well, and you know what's interesting? You might actually have a car and not even know it. Yeah. Because, for example, a 1985 Toyota pickup truck is considered a classic. Yeah. A lot of people out there like those old pickup trucks from the 80s. And if you're looking to sell a car, buy a car, it's a good place to throw a for sale sign or bring a pocket full of cash, you might get yourself a car. There you go. A convertible for the summer. There you go. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to throw in a, a sponsor ad for one of our fine sponsors. Excellent. And then when we come back, uh, I think we'll play the game. Ooh, the game. The game. Ooh, love it. The game. Yay! So uh, stick around. You're listening to Clutch Radio on whatever. <laughs> on the podcast, baby. <laughs> you're listening to Clutch Radio on SoundCloud. <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> or whatever you want it to be. Yeah, on. You go, yeah. <laughs> radio, 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 radio. All right, here we go. You're listening to the podcast edition of Clutch Radio. Radio, radio. We'll be back. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We just want to thank our sponsors, Automodello.com. If you want to get a great model of a car. Uh, why not get an Automodello model? Go to Automodello.com. Also, we want to thank VinAudit.com. Why pay $20, $30, even $40 for a vehicle history report? You could pay only $9.99 or less. You could buy a 10-pack for $29.99. That's $2.99 per report. If you're shopping, you want to know the history, go to VinAudit.com. And now, back to Clutch Radio. All right, it's time to play the game. Welcome back to Clutch Radio, Dan Rosenberg. On the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Uh, welcome back to Clutch Radio. We don't really have to say welcome back because they didn't go anywhere. They didn't go anywhere. No. But we went somewhere, didn't oh, we? Oh, I don't know. We took a break. I had a coffee. What did you have? I had a coffee also. John? I, I went down the street for a sandwich. How was it? It was not bad. Ooh. I never saw you leave. God, you're so fast now. He is fast. Shoot. Like the All right, so uh, let's play the game. Here we the go. Game. It's time for Is It Real or Are They Full of Shit? All right. Uh, the guy, John, this first one goes to you. The guy who brought Subaru to America. Joe Isuzu? No. Oh. 
Malcolm Bricklin. Yeah, Malcolm Bricklin. Brought a Gullwing sports car to the United States during the 1970s. It was called the Bricklin SV1. Where was it made? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. They made the Bricklin SV1 in Venezuela. Is that what the V stands for? Yeah, Southern Venezuela. Southern Southern Venezuela Venezuela. 1. Yeah. All right. Rafi, what say you? SV1 Bricklin by Malcolm Bricklin. Uh, actually designed by Herb Grass, was a hmm. Ford Motor Company designer that uh, had retired and went on to uh, do special projects. Uh, 73 and 74, the car was made of fiberglass with gel-coated color actually mold- molded into the car body. SV, standard for safety vehicle, yep. and it was the first one, safety vehicle one. They had plans to do many more. Uh, AMC powered and the le- later Ford powered. Um, I believe... These were manufactured in New Brunswick. That's Canada? Yes. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the country. Oh, yeah. Well, New okay. Brunswick. Right back. Yes, Canada. You're yeah, correct. There you go. The SV1, which was made from 74 to 76, was intended to focus on safety, as was the DeLorean, believe it or not. Problems included gullwing doors that leaked, a plastic body that could warp, and electrical issues. The car was powered by an AMC V8 in 74 and a Ford V8 in 75, 76. Do you know how many were built? Oh, I, I actually think I do. I'm going to say a little... I 20 th- gazillion. That, that's close. Close. 3,200? 3, uh, 2,854. Okay. So you're close. You're both close. All right, question two. So uh, Rafi with the point. Yeah. Question two... What was the name of the too far ahead of its time car that Preston Tucker tried to bring to market? Do you remember the name of the Tucker car? What was uh, it, it was called? called the Sophie Tucker. The Sophie the Tucker. The Sophie Tucker? Yeah, named after the vaudeville singer, Sophie oh. Tucker. Okay, the, the, the Sophie Tucker. Yeah. That's interesting yeah. that they put he the brand a... name after. It's like the Thunderbird Ford or the yeah. Corvette Camaro. He thought it was I mean, a great. Corvette. He was a huge Sophie Tucker fan and said, well, we should name our first car the, the Sophie Tucker. The Sophie all right. Do you know what the name of the Tucker was? I believe that the, the children Tucker. are a future. <laughs> <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead the way. All right, Rafi, the uh, Preston Tucker. What was the name of the car that he brought to market? The Tucker what? That would be the Tucker Torpedo. The Tucker Torpedo is correct. Thank you. That's right. His second car was the Sophie Tucker. Yeah, I never made the well, Sophie and Tucker. And interestingly enough, Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. whose daughter is Sophie Coppola, did a movie about the Tucker and owns a Tucker. Wow. There's so Sophie there you Tucker. Go. There's the original Sophie. car sold for less than $3,000, and the value of the remaining 47 that are still around is between $250,000 and $500,000. Oh, that must be old news. Really? Yes. Uh, the most recent sale of a Tucker was uh, in excess of $2 million. Really? Yeah. They're million-dollar cars. Even, wow. Even a... I saw needs... one once. Did you? Yeah. I think there was one at Peterson. In 1977, uh, I declined... To purchase Winthrop Rockefeller's Tucker for six thousand dollars. Oh my God! What's wrong with you? Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Six thousand dollars was a lot of money. How old were you in nineteen seventy-seven? Well, I was fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, get another paper out. Yeah. <laughs> I had about five grand to spend on a car at that time. You only needed a thousand bucks, and you could have got the Tucker that I was could've. Rothschild. Who's Rockefeller's? Rockefeller's. Rothschild, Rockefeller, with all the rich people. <laughs> so fifty-one were built. And there's still 47 of them. That's amazing. And if you haven't seen the movie, by the way, Tucker, A Man in His Dream, which was uh, directed by 
Francis Ford Coppola, and it was a George Lucas-produced movie. That's right. And the Tucker had rear-engine, six-cylinder, which was derived from a helicopter motor. That is true. And it also had three headlights. Yes, the center one actually steered with the steering wheel to help you uh, light your way when you went around corners. Which the new Tesla does. Mm, interesting. He was way ahead of his time. All right, John. I'm here. What does SRS refer to? What part of the car does SRS refer to? Uh, that stands for Sport Racing Suspension. Sport Racing Suspension. What? Where would you find that? On what kind of car? Uh, American Muscle Car. American Muscle Car. All right. Rafi? Oh, my gosh. Are I... you racking your brain for SRS? <laughs> it's just stared at me for years on my car. Yeah, where on is the it? steering wheel. Right. Yeah. So uh, what, what? what is it then? Supplemental Restraint System, I believe, is the term. Okay, but what is it? Oh, it's your airbag. Oh, yeah, that's the answer. It's airbag. <laughs> but, yeah, Supplemental Restraint System. I had to think system. about that. I had to go back and think the... Okay. Do you know what year they were required I... in all cars? 87? John? Oh, not a clue. 99. 99. Oh, that late? Yeah. Wow. Uh, they first came out, SRS first came out in 93 by Safety Restraint Systems Incorporated. And by 99, the federal government required them in all cars, uh, light trucks and vans to have driver and passenger airbags. So maybe the, the just the driver airbag was first. Well, now, yeah. basically, the whole car is an airbag. Poof. It's a giant It's got these cushion. pillars and yeah. yeah, everywhere. There's even airbags now on some cars outside the car. To, to capture pedestrians when you thunk them in the front. And, and you know, uh, one thing, you, one thing yeah. you want to be, be sure of, there was a huge lawsuit because Enterprise Rent-A-Car, when they ordered their fleet, they were buying cars and they were doing like side airbag delete because they're oh. not required by law. That's right. And it saves, you know, seven $800 a car. When you're buying 10,000 cars, it's a lot. Side airbag delete or, or all the seat airbags, whatever, they'd get them deleted. So... That's why they were the Chevrolet Classics instead of the Malibus for a couple of years. It was called a Chevrolet Classic that was specifically sold as a fleet vehicle. And that way they differentiated with them. And then on the window sticker, it, it did not say it had those. Oh. Because if it was a Malibu, you look at the standard equipment with side airbags. Hmm. So people were buying these cars thinking they had side airbags. Then they get in an accident, nothing happens. And they go to sue Chevrolet. And they go, oh, no, 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 no. This, is, this was a fleet car. Same thing is true if you buy the Malibu Barbie. Or ah, the classic Barbie. Classic Barbie. Yes. One of them comes with airbags. All right, John. Yes. You saw the Blues Brothers. I have. What kind of car did they drive? Uh, it was, oh, boy. I was so stoned when I saw that movie. <laughs> um, I know it was an old cop car. I believe it was, an old it cop was car. in fact, uh, the old cop cars from Gig Harbor, Washington. The uh, Renault Le Car. Oh, that's a oh. small cop car. <laughs> it was actually the story was that they they had uh, in Gig Harbor they were cutting back and they decided to go with the small police car and they bought these little Renault Le Cars and then they picked up like some football player, uh, high school football player was like three hundred and fifty pounds and he basically torqued the frame of the car by he got in yeah arguing. That oh. he wanted out, and they had, you know, and uh, kind of hulked out. And all right, I, I know you just had heart surgery six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. What the hell does this have to do with the Blues Brothers? <laughs> Did you hear the question? <laughs> the, the Blues Brothers actually were driving a, a an old highway patrol car, correct? Cop engine, cop transmission. So I believe it was a, a like a Dodge. All right, he's close. He's very, he's very he's close. close. Do you know the year by any chance? 
No. All right. He might get a point here. If you don't get it, you'll get a nail this. I, I believe it's a 1972 Plymouth Fury four-door. And it is, he is correct. It is a police uh, package car. By the way, the thumping you're hearing, that's uh, our ratings oh. going through the roof. <laughs> it's our listenership. Uh, it is a 74. 74, okay. It is a Dodge. Oh, it is a Dodge. Dodge Monaco 440. Monaco 440, okay. So well, John gets the point on that one. Good job. You got the Dodge. It's got a cop motor, a 440 cubic inch plant. It's got cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks. It's the model made before Cadillac converter, so it'll run good on regular gas. And he traded microphones for it. Other vehicles in the movie, Planet Grand Prix, owned by Jake's ex-girlfriend, who's bent on revenge. Carrie the good Fisher. old boy's camper that goes for a swim in the Ford Pinto wagon owned by the leader of the Illinois Nazis <laughs> plus Murph's pink Cadillac. All right, uh, Rafi, this is an interesting question. I picked this one just for you. Okay. I don't know if you'll know this one or not. <clears throat> uh, this, there was a car named after something else that was manufactured in the same factory. And this was in 1902 to 1906 this car was made. Do you, have you ever heard of this car? John, you can come up with a funny answer if you like. It's something else manufactured in the same factory in America. So it was called the blank blank. Wow. Do you want to guess, John? No. Okay. I, I have no idea. It was called the American something. Oh. 1902 to 1906. Something else was manufactured in the same factory. They go, oh, let's just use that name. The, uh, 1902 to 1906 would have to be the American underslung. Underslung? Yeah. No. American. Frank well, Underhill. There's, a, there's a, an American Bantam. There's an American uh, 1902 to 19. Think about something else to be manufactured that would just not make sense to be named to name a car. Well, uh, uh, the Reaper. Crosley made uh, radios. They also made uh, refrigerators. They made all sorts of appliances. Then they made cars. Uh, they sold them out of the basement uh, of Filene's department store in New York, actually. Oh. But that's not that's not what we're talking about. What does this have to do with the Blues Brothers? Oh, yeah. wait, different question. <laughs> you ready for this? American, I hope you, I, maybe you've never oh, heard of it. Oh, American Standard. They made toilets. No. The American, those cars are a piece of crap. The American <laughs> Chocolate. Did you ever hear of the American Chocolate? Never. I'd never heard of it either. It's I thought maybe car? you were. Car was built for four years, 1902 to 1906. The American chocolate. It was built. They made them in a chocolate factory. You think they called it the Willy Wonka? Yeah, it probably hadn't been written. At Willy's that time. Jeep, maybe Willy's. Willy's Willy Wonka, Willy's Jeep. That would make more sense. The American chocolate. Yes. And they made cars. Yes. Wow. Melted on hot days. Well, I guess. All right. Well, I I think on that we'll end today's shortened version of the show. Oh. It's okay. over. Well, kind of ended a little. Uh, Abruptly. Well, you yeah. won. Did yeah. I win? You John did, win. did well. He got one. I got uh, a one. He didn't Paul. He didn't pull a Paul and go zero for five. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. A little shout out to Paul. Yes, Paul Holiday, who was a great fill in for John when John was sick. I was out. You weren't actually sick. Well, I he guess you were. I was down on my luck. You were being mended. Yes. I was under. He's now better. He's advisor. back. I'm new, back, baby. The new and improved John. New and improved. So our website is clutchradio.com. You can hear this show uh, every Monday. It'll be uploaded onto iTunes. And go to the website and get updates on all kinds of neat car stuff. All kinds of neat stuff like uh, unusual cars, and we'll be posting stuff off and on, just to, and know, on and off, and to, to keep it fresh. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account. 
Uh, I think I have an eight track somewhere. <laughs> Copy of the show on eight track if, in case you want to get eight track or laser disc yeah. or listen to Casey and the Sunshine Band or, or Chicago, whatever yeah. you want. I have one of those booths where you can actually get a wax record. Um, you know, oh, make, make your own make, record. Yeah, make, make your, your own record. stacks of wax. Yeah, I got one in my basement actually. Yeah. Wow. Do you really? We should make a record. You have a basement? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm lying, for God's sakes. It's radio. Wait yes, and? All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for tuning into the first podcast edition of Clutch Radio. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Clutch Radio Podcast. 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 See ya. This has been Clutch Radio. To contact the show, email show at clutchradio.com or call the hotline at 1-855-9-CLUTCH.